Brad Starks here. Welcome to the Roto Lounge Daily Show. It's your boy Brad Starks. And we recording at night because I said, fuck it. This is much more fun at night because I get to drink and talk to you about football news, bourbon news. The two greatest things besides the women in our life is football and bourbon whiskey. All right. Again, this is Brad Starks with the daily news. We're going to hit NFL. We're going to hit Debbie. And of course, you know, we are going to hit bourbon whiskey news. Believe that. All right. First up, NFL news. TJ Hawkinson, our boy TJ Hawkinson. Please listen to me when I say go draft this guy, get this guy, stash this guy, pay what you got to pay to get TJ Hawkinson. Titan University was last week in Nashville. George Kittle, Greg Olson put together Titan University with some help from Travis Kelsey. And apparently TJ Hawkinson earned some impressive hardware at Titan University. He posted uh, on his Instagram a heavyweight title belt with the letters T-E-U emblazed on the front. The caption was tight in university heavyweight champ. Big thanks to uh, at drink body armor to keeping us hydrated at tight in university this week. So TJ Hawkins said, I'm not sure what you have to do to be MVP or that's some type of stunt, but I'm going to keep my eye on that and see exactly if they had something set up. But regardless, TJ Hawkinson is a beast. Make sure you get him. All right, next up, Najee Harris. Not much news about Najee except what a wonderful, what a wonderful human being he is. Um, he's working with California Governor Gavin Newsom to fight homelessness. You know, Harris's nonprofit organization, the Bigger Picture Foundation has teamed up with the state government uh, with the Home Key Program, which provides living arrangements for people experiencing homelessness. You know, Najee came out and said, I've been homeless. We were homeless as kids. And now I want to give back. I'm in position to give back. You got to respect that. You got to love these players using their platform and their cause. Hasn't even got a paycheck yet. And he's already using his platform to help those in need. You got to love Najee Harris, man. Great person. Scored high on the Roto Lounge data model. And when when you do the research about the personal side, he hits that with spades. What, what a great person. By the way, I didn't tell you what I'm drinking tonight. I am drinking a bourbon cocktail recipe. Uh, we will talk about this in the bourbon news. I'm drinking uh, what's called a bourbon smash. And uh, like we talked yesterday, uh, it's okay to have bourbon in cocktails. You don't have to drink bourbon straight. It's summer, right? It's summer. We don't want those high-proof, heavy bourbons weighing us down when it's so hot. Here in Ohio, it's 101 degrees today. I want something cool and refreshing, but I still want my bourbon fix. So tonight, I'm drinking on a bourbon smash, and we'll go over that once we get into the bourbon news. But we're still on NFL news. Shocking news today. 
Shocking news today. The Pittsburgh Steelers released six-time Pro Bowl offensive guard David DeCastro. Now, six-time, the last six years, your boy's been in the Pro Bowl. Six years he's been in the Pro Bowl. It's not like he's some old, beat-up offensive lineman that can't hang anymore. Dude made the last six Pro Bowls. Pittsburgh cut him today. All right. Not sure exactly what they're doing, but on uh, actually last Thursday, they announced Thursday they released six-time Pro Bowl offensive guard David DeCastro with a non-football injury designation. And they're going to say how good he was with the team. But, man, he was he was their, their – I think he's like 31 years old. He was one of their, their veterans or the veteran which was going to help Najee. I mean, the Steelers drafted two or three offensive linemen this year in the draft. One was their, uh, expected to be their starting center. I think one was a right guard. Um, could be wrong there. But they did address the offensive line. They brought in Pat Firemuth, uh, inline blocking tight end. So I'm not quite sure what this move is. But if the Cincinnati Bengals are paying attention, they better jump on this. As long as there's nothing wrong with him, we're not. I'm not sure why they would have cut him. Maybe there's some issues that they haven't released yet. Maybe he wants to retire, or I don't know what what would happen. But uh, let's see what he says. And Cincinnati Bengals would be crazy not to add this guy right away. They didn't get anything in the draft. This will. I mean. What they got that second round guy, okay, but rumor is that he's not that good, so we'll see. But the point is, if they get to Castro, maybe they buy themselves a year, maybe they buy themselves two years uh, to provide help to protect Joe Burrow. It's the only way that Joe Burrow and Chase, Jamar Chase, and Higgins and Boyd and all of them are successful is if they can keep Burrow upright and on the field, not on the sideline. So Bengals should jump on that for sure. All right, let's get into oh actually wait, one more NFL news. I cannot do a news break show without talking about my boy Rashad Bateman. Yes, Rashad Bateman uh, is in the news. The title of the article from ESPN is Wiggle While You Work. Rashad Bateman is turning heads with the Ravens. Apparently, the article says Bateman showed why he was a first-round pick by hitting Ravens' top cornerback, Marlon Humphrey, with an impressive move and even more impressive trash talk. After catching the ball, Bateman ran out of bounds, tiptoed, and then came back tapped the pro bowler on the shoulder and said, I got a little wiggle to me, said Bateman. Um, Bateman, don't back down, apparently. Uh, his attitude, his leadership is is turning heads in Baltimore. Apparently, right now, they're loving him. They're saying that uh, his route running is exceptional and showing why he was a first-round pick. There hasn't been any wide receivers more open uh, during rookie camp, apparently, than, than Bateman. So all we have to hope for is that uh, Lamar Jackson can get him the football. Love Rashad Bateman, my wide receiver one in 2021. I love the fact that you talk about he's got this swag, this trash talk to Pro Bowl cornerback Marlon Humphreys. Uh, he's just, you know, listen to the podcast. I didn't want to compare him to Justin Jefferson. But I wanted to compare him to Justin Jefferson. I don't think he's Justin Jefferson, but 
I think he's the 2020 version of Justin Jefferson. He's got the swag. He's got the route running ability. He's got the speed. Uh, I, I love Bateman, my wide receiver one in this class, over Jamar Chase, over Devonta Smith, over Jalen Waddle, over Rondell Moore, over Elijah Moore. Rashad Bateman is the way to go. What did I say last year? Don't be scared. He's the way to go. Draft Rashad Bateman. All right, let's get into Debbie now. Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. Here's an article that you guys might like. It is from PFF. No, it's it's Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report's 10 of college football's fastest players in 2021. The Tyree Kills, the Henry Ruggs, the John Ross. They might be good in your Debbie Leagues. Who knows if they translate to the NFL, but for Debbie Leagues, let's talk about speed. Theodore Knox, Mississippi State wide receiver in my Campus to Can auction. He was one of my sleepers. Nobody nominated him. I'm going to try to get him. I believe he's a freshman at Mississippi State. Let's see if they say. Uh, through as at a, at a high school, he ran a 4-4-2-40. Now, what you should know is that a lot of these high school kids come out a lot slower than they're going to ultimately be at the NFL level. You know, just like anything you do, reps and reps and reps makes you fast, makes you better. So when these college kids are running and trying to outrun college speed defenders, they build up speed, they build up muscle. Um, you know, they they their legs get stronger. So these players are going to get faster throughout the college process. I believe Justin Jefferson ran like a 477 at a high school. Um, 478, 479, something crazy like that because I, I had mentioned that I hope he ran at least a 447 at the 40. Um, it was a long shot, but he ended up running, I think, a 443 or 444, something like that. And that just shows you how much quicker these players can get once they get to you know, college program and using the, their strength training and all that stuff. So to come out of high school and this cat runs a four four two forty, you know, you're going to talk about when he goes to his combine, he's going to be one of the fastest players at the combine. You're talking about he's probably going to hit a, a sub four 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 three nine four three eight by the time he gets out of college. Mm. All right, next up is Christian Leary, Alabama wide receiver. Uh, perhaps the fastest player in the 2021 class certainly believes that he is, and that's wide receiver out of Alabama, Christian Leary. He thinks he's the nation's fastest recruit. He's 5'9", 190 pounds. Not the biggest prospect, but he's exactly the kind of super athlete coach Nick Sablin can burn teams with. Let's see if they have his 40 on here. Uh, he ran a 10.5. In the 100 meter, according to Bama's Central's Tyler uh, Martin, his fastest 40 time is a 4.39. That is crazy. 4.39 out of high school. Next up, uh, Kayshawn Boutte, LSU wide receiver, perhaps the best wide receiver in his class. When he comes to the NFL, could be a, a top five wide receiver. He's that good uh, and will get better. He's six foot, 180 pounds. Wow, it says that um, he has 4.37 speed. Now, that's that's pretty incredible. Now, I know it seems like LSU has that, that they must be running on concrete because all the players run real fast at LSU. But 
even if that's a four four zero as a as a sophomore, I think he's a sophomore now. That's crazy. Notre Dame running back. Next up, Notre Dame running back Chris Tyree. Uh, let's see. He ran timed at a four three seven forty yard dash. Whew. And he's a running back. Whew. He's gonna get out. How big is he? Can we find how big he is? Let's see. All right, anyone find out? Look up uh, Chris Tyree at Notre Dame. Let's see how tall he is. He doesn't look very big. He looks like he's about five foot five. So, all right, Keely Ringo, cornerback out of Georgia. The Bulldogs lost a burner from their secondary to the NFL when Tyson Campbell decided to leave early. Now they got your boy Keely Ringo. Uh, he is timed at laser timed 435 40 yard dash at the Rivals Five Star Challenge. My gosh, 435 laser time. This guy is going to be competing with Deion Sanders type time. Look up Keely Ringo, Georgia cornerback, in your Debbie rankings. Next up, Jalen Hall, Western Michigan wide receiver. Jalen Hall, Jalen Hall is a threat to score anytime he touches the football. He's six foot four, 170 pounds, runs 4.32 40-yard dash. Shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? Who is this motherfucker? Six foot four, 170 pounds, bro runs a 4.32 40-yard dash. Shut the front door. Jalen Hall, Western Michigan, wide receiver. Dude is going to fucking explode. He's a senior. My gosh, I got to look this guy up in my Debbie. I don't know if anybody got Jalen Hall. Maybe they did, but whew, I can't wait to watch this kid in college. Next up, Corey Wren, Florida State running back. Uh, let's see. He was a three-star in 2020. Couldn't find the field as a freshman. Uh, let's see. His 40-yard dash. He ran... Uh, the fastest, second fastest 100 meter dash in the nation at 10.41 seconds, according to WarChant.com's Corey Clark. His 40 time is a little bit slower. Uh, he just runs a 431. Hmm. Just a 431 40 yard dash. He's a little bit slow. He's 5'10, 185 pounds. That's not a very big running back, but gosh, can he fly? All right, next, next up, Daxton Hill, Michigan safety. Uh, let's see. He's six foot, 192 pounds. Apparently, he ran a 4.3 at opening when he was a senior in high school, tying him with LSU's Derek Stingley Jr. If Derek Stingley Jr. is that fast, Devonta Smith is going to be a beast because he just he just ate Stingley's lunch when they played against each other. Next up, Derek Stingley Jr., LSU cornerback. Didn't see that one coming. Devonta Smith. Ate this boy's lunch. They're saying that uh, he runs a blazing 4.3. Uh, I want to see that one. I want to see that because because I don't see that on the field. Next up, Lorenzo Lingard. Lorenzo Lingard. 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 Florida running back. Uh, home run hitter, said Coach Dan Mullen. He clocked a 4.27 40-yard dash with the Hurricanes as a freshman. Holy shit. 4.27. My goodness. 
I can't see his size, but he is a running back, Lorenzo Lungard. Check him out. And that's it. He's number one. 4.2740 yard dash. What a freaking joke. I want those guys on my uh, Debbie roster. I ain't kidding, though. All right. Listen, I'm drinking. We're getting into bourbon news. Let's get into the bourbon news. And let us let me tell you what I'm drinking on tonight. Uh, this is a bourbon smash. I talked to you guys about it's summer. It's hot. You want something refreshing. There's nothing more refreshing than the bourbon smash. Actually, it's called the whiskey smash. And there's an article saying this is the drink of the summer right here. The drink of the summer. If you're a bourbon drinker, this is the drink of the summer. The whiskey smash. I'm drinking one right now. I'm telling you, it's delicious. It reminds me of a whiskey sour, but not as creamy, more refreshing uh, than a whiskey sour. And basically, it's three ounces of bourbon whiskey. And tonight, I'm using Legion whiskey because it's a sweeter. It's aged, I think, in sherry casks. So it's a sweeter bourbon. I'm using that. One ounce of simple syrup. Half of a lemon. Take a lemon, cut it in half. All right. You're going to have to muddle that. All right. Uh, two mint sprigs. This is going to give you a little, you know, a little refreshing kick to your cocktails. The mint sprigs. Some ice and fresh mint to garnish. Or you can use uh, Luxardo cherries. Basically, you take the half of your lemon. You take uh, one ounce of the simple syrup, which is half water, half sugar. So one part water, one part sugar. Boil that. Turn that into simple syrup, or, or you can buy it, you know, uh, over the counter. But make sure you get the simple syrup that is equal parts water and sugar. And then you're going to take your mint sprigs, and you're going to put the lemon, the sugar, or the simple syrup, and you're going to put the mint, you're going to put it in the bottom of the glass, you're going to muddle it, right, and just get the juices out. Try not to get the uh, the skin of the lemon because that usually adds bitterness. Just try to get the juice part of the of the lemon. Muddle that all together. Don't crush the mint. Just kind of break it up a little bit, all right? Then what you're going to do, you're going to add that to a cocktail shaker. Or if you want to take your three ounces of bourbon, throw it in there, kind of break it up off the, off the glass. Pour that into your, your mixer. Add ice, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it till the ice, till the the shaker is almost like an ice cube, right? Shake it really good, nice and nice and cold, ice cold. Then you want to get a double strainer. So a double strainer is basically you can, you kind of hold it and it looks like a little metal strainer. You'll pour the cocktail out of the out of the mixer through the double strainer into your your glass filled with ice, a whiskey glass filled with ice, and the double strainer kind of aerates it, right? Just kind of makes it a little thicker. Um, and then it'll get any of that, that lemon rind out. Anything you don't want, anything unpleasant you don't want to drink is going to get that, you know, that kind of came out of the, the cocktail shaker. And that is a delicious cocktail, man. The, the whiskey smash, I'm drinking it right now. It's absolutely delicious. This is going to be mine and my wife's summer drink. I haven't made it for her yet, but I know she'll love it. Make it for your friends. Drink this drink it is delicious whoa sorry sorry for that i was out of my whiskey smash so i had to make another one because i couldn't finish my bourbon news without drinking bourbon and telling you what is going on in the bourbon news now the first whiskey smash was three ounces 
of whiskey. So I said, look, I can't do that again. I mean, I do love doing the, the news at night because I can have whiskey cocktails, but I can't do another three ounces of bourbon. That, that'd be six shots. And I can't do that many because I got to work tomorrow. So I lowered it in half. I did half ounce of Legion whiskey. I went ahead and did just half an ounce of juice versus a whole half of a lemon. And then I did half ounce of simple syrup and one mint sprig. Muddle that, shake it up, pour yourself a nice half version, baby version of the whiskey smash. Cheers. Let's get into the bourbon news. All right. Whistle pig. Whistle pig, for those that haven't had whistle pig before, it is a uh, rye whiskey out of, I believe it's Canada. Actually, it's, I think it's Canadian. Um, and they're releasing whistle pig number eight. And uh, each year, the boss hog basically tries to represent uh, the enduring quest to create the finest and most interesting rye whiskey they age them in different type of barrels just to kind of see how that develops the rye whiskey it's a pursuit that carries them to the very edges of the earth this year's boss hog eight is finished in philippine rum barrels uh, so that's asian rum barrels to to probably give it a little sweeter taste and the Boss Hog, I believe the Boss Hogs, man, I think they're 150 or 200. I'm not sure what retail is, but this is the eight version. So if you do like rye whiskey, it's not a bourbon whiskey. It's a white rye whiskey. That's the whiskey smash. Try to say that like eight, five times fast. Anyways, the Boss Hog is a rye whiskey, not a bourbon. So if you like rye whiskeys, I don't even have, I don't even own a Boss Hog. Why am I even talking about Boss Hog? I don't even own Boss Hog. I don't own any of the Whiskey Pig rye whiskeys because i like bourbon and i haven't had one yet so i'm tired of tongue twisting but if you like boss hog if you like rye whiskey if you like whiskey pig go get it because it's finished in philippine rum barrels that's it all right next up the gearpatrol.com gearpatrol.com let me pull this up let me pull this up they are listing the 13 best new bourbon and whiskeys of 2021. And that's so far as what's been released up to date 2021. Uh, this was written uh, earlier this month. So it is in June of 2021. It's at gearpatrol.com. The 13 best new whiskey, bur new bourbons and whiskeys for 2021. Let's get started. Number 13 is Stellum Bourbon. And I've, I've been recently hearing about Stellum Bourbon. Basically, if you play fantasy football and you are into analytics, you are into Stellum Bourbon. Basically, it is classified as for the whiskey nerds. Um, I think that's even written on the label, actually. And it's produced by Master Blenders at Barrel Craft Spirits. Basically, they try to use data and analytics to develop the best bourbon uh, mash bills that the, the consumer will like. Are they leaning towards sweet bourbons? Are they leaning towards spicy bourbons? What are they leaning towards? They use all types of data and then they develop their uh, mash bill. 
and they created uh it's called stellum s-t-e-l-l-u-m bourbon uh basically it's they call it a mad scientist blend of bourbons of different ages mash bills and different distilling locations i think they pull like bourbon from indiana they pull it from uh tennessee and i think they pull it from kentucky to to blend their whiskeys um and i think the bottle bottles normally run around 55 dollars according to this website i haven't seen any yet and i don't know if i'll buy it it doesn't really excite me uh but it might excite somebody uh stellum bourbon next up old forester single barrel rye now if you like the rye whiskey it's not the bourbon it's a little spicier uh but new rye or rye single barrel seem to be taken off this year uh jack daniels did one i believe high west did one someone someone did one um old forester's doing one now single barrel rye uh old forester always has good product so if i see the rye i might try it i have a few ryes i have like templeton rye i have sazerac rye i have um woodford reserve rye I have actually have a Starlight Bourbon Asian Rye casks or rye barrels, so or vice versa, rye Asian and bourbon barrel. I'm not quite sure, but I have a few ryes, so I might I might try it. Next up is New Rift Six Year Malted Rye. Now this is saying that it's only available to people in Kentucky, and I used to be part of the New Rift Whiskey Club, where anytime they had a new release, uh, the whiskey club members got first dibs. And you had to pick up a distillery, which is like literally 20 minutes from my house. Um, so this, I think this might be part of that. The New Riff Six Year Malted Rye basically says it's only available in Kentucky. Um, but it says that the way it's it's done with the, uh, the malt is that it tastes more like a scotch whiskey. Um, so it's interesting. It says it drinks like a scotch. And it's only available in Kentucky for now. The company is planning to expand distribution soon. So maybe it is really, really good. I'm going to have to look in to see if, if it's available. Um, I might go pick up a bottle, uh, which would be interesting. A rye whiskey that tastes like, that drinks like a scotch. That would be that would be pretty interesting. Next up, Lafrogue 10-Year Sherry Oak Finish. Again, this is scotch whiskey. There's a difference between bourbon and scotch. If if you're listening to the podcast and you're not quite sure what a bourbon is, what a scotch is, all right, whiskey is whiskey. There's a difference between a bourbon whiskey, uh, a Canadian whiskey, like a Canadian blend, like like um, Crown Royal is a Canadian blend of whiskey. And for those that didn't know, uh, Pappy Van Winkle uh, used to send, or you know, the uh, the Winkles, uh, Van Winkles distiller used to send their bourbon as part of the mixer for Crown Royal. That's that's really why it, it, it really rose to fame because it was such a good blend. Uh, and now that you know Canadian whiskey just is just a blend of all kind of different whiskeys. Do um, you have your Scotch whiskey, which is you know distilled in pot stills? I believe I don't really know that much about it overseas and mostly in in Europe. Uh, I believe. Uh, you have Tennessee whiskey. You have uh, flavored whiskey. Um, I mean, you have all kinds of different whiskeys. Uh, they're not all bourbons. Bourbon is just a different type of whiskey that's aged in a barrel, brings on the sweetness um, 
from the charred wood. Uh, so it's a different type of of whiskey. For those that you know are just kind of in the whiskey game, don't really understand the difference between bourbons and scotches and and, and stuff like that. So Lafrogue Ten Year Sherry Oak Finish is a, a Scotch whiskey. Oh, there's also Irish whiskey. Uh, next up, Sweetens Cove 2021 release. I'm not sure where this is. It says it's a Tennessee whiskey. Uh, uh, launched in 2020 with a 13-year-old bourbon available in extremely limited supply. So if they just started and they have a 13-year-old bourbon, that means they bought that from somebody and either aged it themselves a little longer or they mixed it or they did something to kind of make it their own. But you don't just start and then have 13-year-old bourbon whiskey. And also available in limited supply, so that tells me they only had a few bottles, a few barrels of it. Uh, to bottle and they're going to put their label on it and then that's going to develop a following for them and then they're going to start producing whiskey which could be good uh, or could be bad but they'll they'll get that following because they're going to release some really good whiskey uh, right out the front um, similar to what Jefferson's Reserve did um, but this is called Sweetens Cove 2021 release so if I were you and you happen to see Sweetens Cove I probably get it because it's probably a really good 13-year-old whiskey. It's probably cheaper than you could normally get it because it's a new company. Um, let's see. It says that the distribution is Texas, Georgia, Tennessee, and three more to be announced states, as well as a bottle count nearing 50,000. That's not much at all. Ooh. Um, just like the first release, it's absolutely delicious. So they must have had another release. Uh, interesting. So if you if you see any of that, I, I'd definitely be interested. Sweetens Cove 2021 release. Next up is Jura 12 year old. This is another Scotch. Never had it. Jura 12 year old. Um, it's 50 bucks. It's uh, I guess age in a sherry cask. All right. Next up, Booker's Bourbon. Donahoe's batch. I actually have a bottle of this. This is one of the highest uh, scoring uh, Booker's batches compared to the website that I use. And and I can tell you real quick the um, the website that I use because I want you guys to enjoy bourbon as much as I do. So I have this website and it is called distiller.com. I mean, I'm sure you might even know about it. But it's distiller.com, and you can go there, and you can search for any type of whiskey you want. So if I were to go there now, and I, and I, I would search uh, Booker's Whiskey, right? And it would, it would show me every single Booker's release that they have with samples, and they have a rating, uh, 100 being the best, right? So that j just kind of reading off the website, it has Booker's 30th anniversary was a 93, um, Booker's Bourbon in general is an 88. Booker's Bourbon 2016, the Booker's Bluegrass was a 94. Uh, Booker's Bourbon Batch 2020-02, the Boston Batch, scored at 84, according to them. Um, the 2015-01 Big Man Small Batch got a 98, so that's the highest bourbon. Uh, rating by them to Booker's. Next up is Booker's Bourbon Batch 2021-01, which is the Donahoe's Batch or Donahue's Batch. However you want to say it, Donahoe's, Donahue's. This scored a 97 out of, of, of 100, 4.44 uh, based on 
customers review or writers review so you can click into that and then it says that out of uh, 62 reviews 62 people that have tasted this uh, the average is a 4.44 and I'll, I'll kind of just read you one just to kind of show you how this website works um, let's see the first one got a 4.75 basically says the nose is ethanol and beautiful brown sugar and syrup I get rich berries coffee dark chocolate on the palate along with plenty of oak black tea light smoked snickerdoodle the finish lingers for a good while this there is absolutely nothing wrong with this bourbon so this is just you know different I love hearing that Booker's has a has a cult following um, I actually wasn't into Booker's at all and I'm still not but I spent $90 on this Booker's bourbon Donahoe because I know it's it's you know it gets released only once or twice a year um, actually it's released four times a year and each one is is a different uh, age and expression and a different name um, so I bought this one and I'm not really into it that much but I can tell that it, it's really good bourbon and those that are into Booker's probably do enjoy it um, so you know I'm holding on to it I like it um, and it got it scored high on, on this list here the top 13 whiskeys next up I'm probably boring the hell out of you uh, Maker's Mark Wood Finishing 2021 Limited Edition FAE-01 I saw this when I was in Florida I think it was like $75 for, for the bottle um, but it's a maker's mark and they're doing a lot of cool things now with mixing and using different staves and all kind of different stuff to kind of change the the flavor of their whiskeys um, and apparently they're, they're doing a good job so if you want to spend if you like maker's mark and you want to spend you know up to 80 bucks the FA-01 if you can find it um, apparently it's a pretty good whiskey next up is Pursuit United uh, this is a bourbon I've never heard of it uh, apparently there's a podcast out there the bourbon pursuit and these guys mix their own bourbon and started it so uh, it's called pursuit united i'm not sure if it's good or this is just kind of an ad for them next up ezra brooks 99 proof i've actually seen that um i know that mgp bought out uh the the company that that owns the ezra um so this 99 proof might be some of their their mix but uh, it's saying that the Ezra 99 proof is uh, is pretty good. It's a um, uh, higher than their their standard 90 proof. The flavor and body are better for it. Uh, stir, sitting on the very competitive lower middle shelf, it holds up. All right. Next up is Lost Lantern American Vatted Malt Edition One. This is uh, apparently another Scotch whiskey. Next up, Michter's Barrel Strength Rye. Okay, another rye whiskey. If you see Michter's, apparently they have a really good rye whiskey. This is a barrel strength rye. Uh, next up, Dewar's Portuguese Smooth. That is a Scotch whiskey. Uh, next up, Benrack, the 21. That is also a Scotch whiskey. Um, then next up is Thomas S. Moore Chardonnay Cast Finished Bourbon. I've seen this on the shelves when I was uh, hunting the other day. There were some people inside, and we were talking about it, and they said this Thomas Moore is flying off shelves. Everybody loves it. Um, I was going to get a bottle, but I think they were like 70 bucks, And I wasn't really ready to spend 70 bucks on this, seeing that I've never heard of it. But if you want to spend that money, 
Thomas S. Moore. It's a really nice bottle. But there's three different ones. They're each finished in a different cask. So apparently the Chardonnay cask finish. Actually, I think the guy in the store told me the Chardonnay was the, the best one. And they didn't have that. They only had one of the three. But on this list, it's the Chardonnay cask finish. So maybe if I see that one, I'll jump on it. Because that's two people that said it's pretty good. Uh, it tastes like a bit, according to them, it tastes a bit like Four Roses with a strawberry dropped inside. That's it. So that's their number one whiskey right now is the Thomas S. Moore Chardonnay cast finish. All right, that's it. I have bored the hell out of you. This is probably 30, 35 minute podcast. See what happens. I drink and I just drag the shit on. And then you got either listen to it or you've already turned the shit off and you're just like, oh, this guy is driving me crazy. In the mornings, I was in and out and I was like, I got to get out of here. So I was making it quick. So we'll see how it goes. But I want to try to develop consistency. I know I, I'm not good at that. I want to I want to develop consistency for you guys. So I'm just trying to find what works best for me uh, to get you guys the best fantasy football content uh, and and we'll do that. So until next time, this has been your boy Brad Starks. Hope you enjoyed in the Roto Lounge. I will see you tomorrow. That's right, tomorrow. Here's to you, my friends. Cheers.